Hey everyone, this is Matt Bell with Startup Revival. I am absolutely thrilled about today's guest. His name is Dr. Roland Roberts. He served as CEO of the Hoverboard Company from 2014 to 2016, creating the single hottest global consumer product of the year in 2015. He is also the founder and CEO of Courageous Entrepreneurship. Hang on because you don't want to miss this episode. Well, everyone, welcome to Startup Revival. This is Matthew Bell. Today, I have a very special guest. He came to us through one of our dear close friend relationships with Liberty University. His name is Dr. Roland Roberts, and he is the founder of Courageous Entrepreneurship. You can check him out at CourageousExperience.com. And we are just so excited to have you on the program. Dr. Roland, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, Matthew. It's great to be with you today. Awesome. Well, I am, you know, we had a chance to meet and speak last week, and I'm super excited to just hear about everything that you have going on. We want to inspire our audience, um, but why don't you go ahead and just give give an intro, uh, you know, uh, on who you are, and, and as brief, brief or as long-winded as you like, because you are the star of today's show and we want to get to know you. So please tell us what you are currently doing and, you know, how you got there. Sure. Well, you know, I'm I'm probably have learned obviously more from my mistakes than I have from from the successes. But you know, the highlight reel that most people uh, refer to uh, is I was former CEO of the hoverboard company. Uh, had started uh, from nothing when I was 18. Grew up in a hauler with uh, just about 800 people or so, and um, went off to college uh, without any money. Worked my way through. Ended up investing in some real estate along the way, making several million dollars by the time I was 21 years old. Um, ended up losing it all a couple of years later uh, because I took my eye off of the ball. I lost focus. I didn't know who to trust. I trusted the wrong people, as a matter of fact. And so a lot of valuable lessons there. Ended up getting a job in corporate America uh, to pay back debt and, um, and then ended up becoming uh, a senior management at a Fortune 500 uh, publicly held company. Uh, In the middle of that, we were the first to go public with a data breach and the CEO tasked me with heading up our response with put me in touch with a number of government agencies and so forth and working on that that process, that settlement. Ended up writing my first book around that time. Uh, Did very well, over 700,000 copies sold in 24 languages. I have four total now. Uh, the most recent one will be out in August in uh, Walmart's, Target's, Costco's, BJ's, uh, Wholesale Club, and some airport stores and so forth. Uh, but but ended up running for the Senate in Montana in 2012. Ended up, uh, I lost by 33 votes. Uh, but I only had 90 days uh, for ever to, to help an entire state you know, know my name and be able to recognize it uh, and have a favorable opinion of it. And, and so there's a lot of, uh, things I've done in, in multiple sectors. Um, I was CEO of a, of a nutraceutical, uh, manufacturing firm. Uh, they were the largest harvester of blue green algae in the world. I've started and sold two companies. One was a, a natural, all natural, uh, baby formula, the closest thing to breast milk that we could get, uh, with four all natural ingredients. The other was a clean whey protein, uh, that ended up being adopted by CrossFit. Uh, at a time when they had rejected whey protein and also an alternative and supplement to uh, a natural alternative and supplement to chemotherapy. Uh, So sold both of those companies. And then that's whenever I became the CEO of the hoverboard company. And what I've done 
uh, really since 2016 has worked with different governments uh, on their entrepreneurship programs and initiatives and economic development. I've been blessed to speak at uh, Harvard University to world leaders uh, from 32 countries and uh, including the White House. And, uh, and then I've keynoted for organizations such as uh, Bloomberg's uh, annual conference. And, uh, and uh, probably the most notable uh, was uh, I've been an advisor on the U.S.-China trade war and addressed, uh, was a guest of Beijing uh, and spoke and addressed the uh, Communist Congress and, the, you know, thousands of their business leaders uh, in the Great Hall of the People in Tiananmen Square uh, a few months uh, a few months ago, uh, my focus and my purpose is to inspire and develop and create kingdom entrepreneurs and businesses around the world. Uh, I do that currently through a CEO cruise that I host with Peter Lowe, who founded the Get Motivated Success Seminars. We we do that together, uh, and then I have a a camp, uh, the annual uh, Down Syndrome CEO Camp. Uh, which is like a boot camp startup and accelerator uh, for the differently abled. And so extremely rewarding. I host that on Liberty's campus uh, in conjunction with their new school of business and entrepreneurship. So those are a few of the initiatives. Uh, have a radio program that reaches nearly a million people a week. It's a call-in program as well for people who have questions, uh, need to know how to expand into a different market, tra- attract a different type of customer. Uh, you know, a lot of times it's reversing uh, revenue declines. Uh, or I also have people who have a cleaning company, a uh, cleaning business, and they're looking to hire the first person. So it really runs the gamut. It, it's a ministry for me uh, in a way that we're able to serve. But everything comes back to uh, to, to kingdom and purpose-driven entrepreneurship. That's incredible. <clears throat> so you actually, I, I think you might have more experience than all of our guests <laughs> combined up until this point. And it's super humbling just to, to hear all that you've done. And I'm so excited to, to dig in. There's just a lot to unpack with what you just shared. And I'm just so blown away by all that you're doing for the kingdom and, and your accomplishments in business. So, you know, my, my hat goes off to you. But, you know, one thing we're very focused on, I think this is where we're very much aligned, is on, you know, launching and building kingdom entrepreneurs uh, and what that really means, what that involves. But, you know, there, our, our audience is, you know, very much the type of audience that is that is interested for practical ways for how they got, how they can get started in entrepreneurship and in business. So you you made a, um, a comment earlier in your introduction that you, you know, made your first millions by the age of 21. Um, tell us about, that's incredible, you know, and I think there's a lot of people who are listening who would be very interested in understanding, you know, what that process looked like for you. Did you get a call from God uh, to start business? You know, what led you to entrepreneurship and to get started at such a young age? And, and what did that initial process look like as you were getting started? Well, it's a great question because I was forced into it. It wasn't something I'd ever heard of or seen before. You know, the holler I grew up in, we only got two channels and that's whenever, you know, the bunny ears were pointing just right and the wind wasn't blowing. And uh, uh, so when I got to college, uh, I got, I landed a $6 an hour job and thought I'd hit the jackpot. Um, and I ended up getting promoted to $7 an hour and eventually to $9 an hour. Uh, but, uh, but, but, but whenever I, and, and so when I got up to $9 an hour, I thought, oh my, I need to learn how to invest because I don't, you know, I'm thinking about the parable of the talents and I, I didn't want to go hide my, 
it was the most money I'd ever made in my life. And so I thought I need to, cause you know, in the holler, you just, you're bailing hay for 20 hours a day, just, you know, and you get fed at the end of the day, that's your pay. So I knew how to work hard and, and I didn't expect much in return. Uh, so whenever I started making actual money, uh, I wanted to make sure I was investing it according to biblical principles uh, and, and savings uh, wasn't really anywhere found because, uh, you know, at least in the parable of the talents, if I had put it in savings, it, you know, two years or five years from now, I'm going to have roughly the same. I certainly would not be talking about hundred and, you know, 300 percent returns uh, like the parable was. Uh, and so you clearly had to invest uh, focus on investments, not savings. And, and so, and I had no clue where to start. So I, I would, uh, I could afford like a $2.99 pizza buffet that was right next to a, uh, a, a books a million, a bookstore. And I would uh, go, uh, get full, uh, you know, as soon as they open. And then I would go next door, uh, pick out 10, 15 books, a whole stack of books in the business and investing section. And I would sit there Saturday after Saturday, uh, until finally I was, I, I thought, you know, I could do this. And I had a plan, and um, and so I started looking for real estate. I started looking at the, the in the one ads and all this stuff for different properties, and based on the what the books told me to do, and um, uh, and and kind of backed into it. I still thought I was going to walk away from it. I graduated uh, college after five semesters. I'd taken all the interims, uh, graduated my bachelor's degree there, um, and. Uh, and so, and I was planning on going and working in a ministry. I, that's, that was where my heart was. I didn't really, I didn't want to be, uh, in business at all. Um, uh, it was a means to an end just so I could go, go serve in a church somewhere. And, uh, and, and I was scheduled to start and the Lord blocked that door. I'd even quit my job, went on a week vacation, came back and they said, well, the guy really wants to stay in his job doing it. So I'll just kind of make you a co principal or co assistant pastor. Or co, you know, I'm like, well, no, anything with two head, more than two heads, uh, or two heads or more is a monster. So uh, uh, co-CEOs don't work. Co- this isn't going to work. Um, so uh, I started, you know, trying to get into other places and the doors kept being blocked. And so I had no choice but to get another job. Um, and then I started getting promoted, of course, on that job, just like what happened before. And uh, and I kept investing and I kept, I started a business around that time uh, that, that was doing well. So uh, it, it really just forced me to, uh, uh, into it because of closed doors, uh, which is funny because whenever all I'm seeing was closed doors, what God saw was one big open door. Um, but also I thought that that I did not understand how much of a ministry and how I actually, uh, and where the place that he's led me to now is to the recognition that entrepreneurship is actually one of the, is the single greatest mission field we all have today. Um, because, you know, even more so even in the church, the church gets people for an hour on a Sunday. Uh, we have them 40, 50, 60 hours a week, uh, both in our employ uh, and by uh, extension, uh, the, our customers, our vendors, suppliers, their uh, employees, their families, families of our customers and so forth. So when we if if we understood uh, just how much of a missionary we are. Uh, in where God has placed us in our vocational calling, uh, you know, it, it, it would ignite a global revival that unlike we have seen for hundreds of years, uh, hundreds of years. And I do believe that entrepreneurship is the single greatest global economic trend right now in the world. You know, 30 years ago, if you said you were an entrepreneur, uh, that, that was code word for unemployed. I mean, everyone looked at you like a loser, kind of like independent contractor. It just means you couldn't get a job. Uh, it didn't mean you were brilliant or or bold or courageous. 
And, uh, but not, but that changed. And especially around in 2008, 2010, um, with the age of, of, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Mark Cuban, you know, uh, Shark Tank, all these other things really made entrepreneurship a, 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 an incredible paradigm shift in, in how money is even earned uh, in the United States and abroad. And that has inspired a whole, uh, obviously, industry, but really a trend for how people are paid. Even if you don't start your own business, 90% of job descriptions today say they want someone with an entrepreneurial spirit. So even if you aren't an entrepreneur, they want you to at least have an entrepreneurial spirit. Well, what does that mean? It means that you are creative. It means that you have uh, take mental ownership, uh, which is such a farce. If I'm taking ownership, buddy, I want actual ownership too. But uh, but 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 employers want an entrepreneurial spirit. So I, I look at the, you know these. That's what got me started. And that's uh, and then once I realized that this was not a diversion, this is where God placed me through closed doors, not by choice, uh, not uh, you know not my, by my choice, but through closed doors and through complete surrender uh, that He's kept me there, and He's given me uh, outlets for ministry along the way, and and I think uh, you know certainly looking back, I see that by Him forcing me to stay, or I shouldn't say forcing because I voluntarily surrendered, but He has to force some force, you know, strong-willed entrepreneurs sometimes, uh, but I give him that permission. And I say, guide me, lead me, you know, uh, many times a day. Uh, and that means keeping me uh, oftentimes, but I can look back over the, over the last 20 years uh, and how he's led all of this process, 23 years really. And I can see uh, if I had not been doing all of those things when it was unpopular, when I was ridiculed, uh, when I was slandered, when I was betrayed, when I was taken advantage of, when I was lied about, I mean, just absolute uh, things, despicable things. I know what it's like getting calls from the FBI. I know what it's like testifying before Congress. I know what it's like going through two years of IRS audits. I know what it's like uh, negotiating with the SEC and the FTC. I know what it's like being the CEO of a company under FDA and a 20-year FDA indictment. Uh, I, I know what it's like to lose absolutely everything. I know what it's like to have your family leave. I know uh, because of, and I did not understand how to be a kingdom entrepreneur or to have a kingdom business. And I believe that you do not have to sell out to be sold out, S-O-U-L-E-D. And that was just a distinction that I did not understand, uh, you know, for, for most of my career. Wow, that's incredible. So um, I want to step back even further. Uh, you know, one thing you shared when, you know, as a part of your entrepreneurial path is that you, um, you know, you had biblical principles immediately. So tell, tell us, tell us a little bit about your, I guess, your spiritual upbringing and when you became a Christian, because it seems like it's played a part in your life since day one, even during your mm -hmm. humble beginnings, when you're you know, you know, uh, raking hay and all that. It seems, right. it seems like you had a, a biblical work ethic and then God kind of, even, even still, you had to start out with learning how to work hard and then sewing into what God had, you know, that the very first thing that was uh, available to you, that very first opportunity. But tell us about, you know, I guess your, how God has played a part in all of this from the beginning and, you know, how you became a Christian. Um, because I think it's really interesting that you've set out in entrepreneurship and business uh, with biblical principles right out of the gate. And um, that's, that's really encouraging to me. So I'd love to hear more about, you know, how that all got started. 
Well, I, I, I can tell you that anybody who wants a kingdom business or a kingdom uh, to be a kingdom entrepreneur, it doesn't start with the business or, or the entrepreneurship. It starts with, with you and your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So I appreciate the question. Um, I, I uh, grew up in a pastor's home. Um, I trusted the Lord as my Savior when I was five years old. Um, I didn't really surrender. Uh, I, I had surrendered my life to him when, when I was 12. Um, again, and just kind of uh, dedicating my life to the Lord and saying, I, I want to actually, I want to live for you. Um, but I didn't know what that meant and no one didn't really have anybody to guide me. And so on the high powered CEO fortune 500 journey that I, uh, catapulted to, uh, after losing everything, um, I lost my way. I, I did things I shouldn't have done. I, 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 you know, just, I, I made a lot of mistakes and it wasn't until 2013 when God brought me to my knees and I finally surrendered and said, I don't care. I, I know I'll never, I had just won the innovator of the year award from the uh, direct selling association. Uh, and, and I, I surrendered the Lord. I said in my hotel room, I said, I know I will never have uh, or receive another accolade, another award again, because what you're calling me to the kind of service you're calling me to, there are no awards for on earth. There are no associations that give out annual awards. There is no recognition program for the kind of impact you want me to have. Uh, and I don't care anymore. I'm not living for the title. I'm not living for the accomplishment. I was so accomplishment driven. Get this degree, um, set the world record for creating a hundred million dollar company within three years. Uh, you know, do this, do the impossible over and over and over execute plus vision, a combination few people had, it was, you know, uh, turning around companies that were, that were dead. I mean, you were, you're, you're resurrecting the dead. All right. In entrepreneurship. And so I was moving from that to, uh, to Lord, I don't even know what this means. I don't know what it looks like. I just know that I have not been fully surrendered. You haven't owned every aspect of my life and you do now. And, and, and so, uh, that means I, there's, I didn't even know what that meant at the time. I just, in, in my spirit knew I was going to be on the backside of the desert. I was, I was willingly submitting to being put on a shelf and that is extremely difficult for, you know, high powered or highly charged people to do. Uh, and, and, but, but he brought me to my knees. He brought me to that. He broke me. And it took that, something that losing everything didn't even do. That taught me lessons, but it didn't break me. This broke me. And that breaking is what, uh, is what turned my life around. Uh, and, I, and I must say, I was on the backside of the desert for a couple of years. Uh, I wasn't doing nothing. I was very, very busy, but there was nothing to show for it. In fact, a lot of people came after me for why I wasn't doing different things, uh, and why the money wasn't there. And I could have cared less for the first time in my life about the results. I was focused on pleasing and obeying and honoring him and letting him take care of the results. That was such a profound paradigm sh shift for me in business that I, I did not understand it, but I knew if I'm doing his bidding, then the results are his responsibility. Uh, and my job was faithfulness. And that's when I ended up getting uh, floor, uh, top 100 most influential Floridians of the year in 2015, two years later, uh, ended up becoming the CEO of the hoverboard company, one of my greatest corporate achievements. Uh, and then 
of course, since 2016, uh, the things that have happened, there are no career path for. Uh, you could be the president of the United States and not be allowed to speak in the, not even allowed inside the Great Hall of the People, much less to speak to or address their Congress. So there, God has a way of, of, of doing things in his timing and in his way. And you know what? You don't necessarily just stay there. That's not how God works. It's still just a matter of daily surrender um, and obedience. Wow, that is so powerful. Actually, I feel the weight of that testimony, you know, so powerfully just through Holy Spirit carrying it over, you know, through the through the internet to, to me. And I just, you know, I would love to, I would love to spend so much time there. It's like, just to, you know, to understand, you know, how God brought you back to that, that refocus of what was really, truly important where, you know, not even losing millions could have done for you. you know, that, that's, that's a, that is a super powerful moment in, in that, in your spiritual life. Um, and, you know, one of, one of my favorite, and, and, and that was kind of like the reemergence of, of your career took place after that. And not to say mm-hmm. that your career yes. was never downward, but it, it was a refocus on what was um, the most important. And, you know, one of my favorite Bible verses is Proverbs sixteen three, which is, Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. That's the New Living Translation. Um, so first and foremost, I think as business people, it's very easy to wake up every day and look at the list of things we have to do and then get so caught up in, you know, self-focused, um, you know, interest, self-interested thoughts and focus of how you're going to solve those problems for the day that it, it's almost like for me, it's like every single day I have to wake up and make that commitment. Otherwise, I get out of sync, right? And that sounds like God did uh, refocus you in such a powerful way um, that it was know, a life pivot. It was a it was a full life pivot because nothing else matters when when everything is stripped. When you when you and you're willing to stay there as long as He wants you there. See, most of us are trying to get out. We're trying to get ahead. We're trying to fix whatever it is. And but what if it brings him most glory for me to have to sleep in my car for six months because I had nothing? What if it brought him more glory uh, to have me uh, to have legal battles or to have uh, have IRS challenges or to have people slander you or lie about you or you know whatever else it is? And I I'll tell you the things that helped me the most. Obviously my 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 focus was Matthew six thirty three: Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And I could care less about the second part of that verse. My job is to seek him first period not for what he's going to do for me he's promised a whole lot of things if i'll do it and that's fine that's up to him and that's in his way and in his time i i cannot do what i do without seeking him first and highest and then i look back and i see not only uh you know how how what what looking unto jesus uh, you know the author and finisher of our faith and looking to him uh that's walking by the supernatural not in the superficial uh, and most people rely on man's wisdom and we rely on our textbooks and we l- rely on our street smarts. And, uh, you know, and that, that does get us a, a good, a good ways, um, towards our goals and dreams. And, and sometimes some of the worst parts is we actually hit them. Uh, and they're, they're just nowhere compared to what we could do if we had surrendered it to him. Uh, and that's what I had to learn was a whole new level of success. It wasn't just how I define success because money wasn't my thing. Uh, e- even if it came, uh, it, it wasn't, it, I did not have a love of money. Uh, what I had was an addiction to accomplishment. I was addicted to success uh, and achievement. 
And so it was, let me go get my pilot's license. So I become a pilot, then I get a plane or I get, you know, and, and it's like, now I want this certification and I, I want to do this and I want to be able to, you know, do high speed evasive driving from, you know, helicopters or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, it just, it was const the constant search. Uh, but really what that was is an avoidance of, of, of issues, uh, which was the lack of surrender. It wasn't turning to drugs or alcohol or, you know, uh, uh, other vices. It was, it was distractions from having to go deep with the Lord and look myself in the mirror because I didn't like what I saw, uh, uh, because I knew it, 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 he did, because I knew that he didn't have all of me. Yeah, that's so, that's so powerful. So, you know, it's interesting how after this, you know, radical life moment that even though you were very successful before, your focus was on the success. Let's let, now, after this life event, your focus is wholly 100% daily in and out surrender to the Lord. And you end up entering into what would be what is your most successful career period. So, Help that—that's just super interesting how God does that, right? And you know what would be really interesting to, to I think to share with the audience is you know a practical way that they can before having that that period where I think that we can learn from other people's testimonies, and I think our, there's power in our testimonies. And for folks listening right now, they might be you know in a lukewarm state or you know going through the motions. How, how, what would be a practical step you'd recommend them do, whether it's something in their relationship with God or business-wise, to, to help them tap into the, you know, the, the revelation of what's most important, which is really putting God first? What, what can they do that, you know, that is part of your day-to-day behavior now and part of your life now that they can put into practice today to, to help them focus on what's most important? Man, so several, so many good questions there. Uh, when you talk about lukewarm, whether in their faith or in business, here's what I can tell you. If you're lukewarm in either of those, you're going to lose. Don't even start in entrepreneurship. Don't even get started uh, unless you just want to experience the failure for the fun of it. Uh, because you will not win. You you cannot win at business if you're lukewarm, and you certainly cannot uh, win in life uh, with being a lukewarm uh, in your lukewarm in your faith. You are mediocre at best. And I can promise you champions don't like me being mediocre. We don't like being mediocre. So if you're a champion and you want to live a life worth living and you want to have a successful business, you have no choice but to be sold out uh, in your faith and business. And, and so how that looks for me is surrender. You know, what he, what he promises us is, is surrender, suffering, and sacrifice. And if you look at what the entrepreneur life is, is, at least in the beginning, oftentimes it is suffering, sacrifice, and surrender. Uh, you are, you are, you have to do that in business and you have to do it in life to achieve any, any great accomplishment in anything. Every Olympic athlete I've ever worked with, every accomplished person I've ever uh, worked with at some point. Uh, there was surrender, sacrifice, and suffering. Uh, so I look, I, I go back to uh, what the, the last part of what you said, and what I do daily uh, to to continue to be in a place that God can bless and honor. Is I spend, uh, I, I focus on in the surrender phase. I focus on four things: uh, whoever, whatever, wherever, uh, and whenever. And and I'm I give those all to Him because as an entrepreneur, I like to drive. 
the whoever. I want to know who I'm, uh, you know, we're taught, you know, your income is close, uh, the average of your five closest friends. Uh, of course, when I heard that, I thought I, I need some new friends like fast. Um, uh, but, uh, but, but we, we control who we spend time with. We are controlling the timing. We have to make things happen. We put, we're taught to put goals, uh, dates on our goals, uh, and deadlines on, uh, on our plans. And, and, and we do map and plan to a calendar, you know, uh, day, month, hour, quarter, whatever it is. And, 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 but, but you've got to surrender it, the plan uh, as well when it's there, not just asking him to bless it, but really being led by him uh, in the creation of it and then surrendering it to him. Uh, so uh, I, I, you've got to surrender that. Uh, and, and then in the, the whenever, the timing is his. I can plan it all, but I have to know in my spirit that I am uh, following and obeying him so that when things don't happen the way I think they're going to happen, and when there are setbacks, and there will be, and when the manufacturer doesn't deliver what they're supposed to on time, or when you have 300 Chinese manufacturers knocking off your hoverboard, or whenever uh, you have uh, hoverboards that aren't even yours catching fire, or when you're waking up every morning to Google alerts with this airline and that airline and this campus and this retail store, you know, banning the hoverboards, you, you know that you are doing what God's called you to do and you seek to seek his guidance and leadership on how best to handle it. Uh, and, re- and you thank him for putting you in, in a place of such trial, uh, because as James says, brethren, crown it all joy when you fall into these trials and tribulations. So uh, it's the exact opposite of the way most entrepreneurs look at problems. They freak out, they uh, scream, they they use words that they shouldn't be used. I mean, it's just their behavior is like a little child or, or they panic, they can't master their emotions. Uh, and, and so they haven't surrendered um, the whatever, uh, the path. Uh, it has to get done their way, this way, uh, and so the whatever, whenever, whoever, and wherever, those are really the, the, the surrender, the four evers, I think, to sold out entrepreneurship. Uh, but I'll tell you the one thing I'd like to leave your audience with that they can do immediately. There's only one reason that, that they don't have resurrection power. There's only one reason. And it's because they don't know how to experience resurrection stillness. It took three days of complete silence and solitude and stillness before the resurrection. And most entrepreneurs, we are used to noise. We are used to the busyness of lives. In fact, we celebrate our calendars. We wear it as a badge of honor. And that is the opposite of of how to be successful as a kingdom entrepreneur. Uh, We have to learn to accomplish more by attempting less. And I'll tell you, I think the last, uh, you know, one of the reasons the last time we saw a global revival uh, in the 1700s, George Whitfield and Great Awakening uh, was, uh, you know, he said, I've got so much to do today. I must spend six hours with the Lord. Most people don't spend 30 minutes. He had so much to do. He had to spend six hours with him. And of course, was the father of the, uh, the, 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 one of the greatest revivals the world, the world has ever known. So you want to build a global business. You want power. You want your name spoken in halls that you've never been in. Then I'm telling you, it, the answer is on your knees and in your prayer closet, not in your brains, not in who you can associate with, not in who you tag on Instagram, not who recognizes you or sees you or collaborates with you. It's on your knees before 
God, that is the only way you're going to have the kind of resurrection power. And that's the one thing nobody can take from you. They can take your home. They can take your vehicle. They can take your pride. They can take all kinds of things. They, they can take the clothes off your back. They can take every penny you have, but you cannot stop a praying man in time. You cannot do it. And so if you want success, if you want power, the power of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, um, as a believer, uh, then you accomplish that through time with him. And in the most problems in our lives would, would be solved, um, by spending more time with him. And when I say more time with him, I don't see, I don't mean bumping it from 15 minutes to 30 minutes. I would not even start or, or excuse me, I would not even, uh, expect, uh, much from the Lord if, if you're not spending two plus hours a day. The writers that translated the the, the, the scriptures into the English language it, uh, commissioned under King James, uh, they would not touch the pen uh, until they had spent at least eight or nine hours with the Lord. I'm telling you, and I fail miserably. I don't, I don't come anywhere close to a George Whitfield or uh, the translator's of the, the Bible into English. I don't come anywhere near that on a daily basis with time with the Lord, but I can tell you that is the source of power and that's what I cling to. And that's what every single listener can do starting immediately. Wow, that, that is amazing. Uh, well, you, you answered my last question before I had to ask it. Um, and I, you know, we're about at 30 minutes and I promised you that we wouldn't go over 30 minutes. I want to be respectful of your time, but I honestly think that we could do probably 10, 100, 100 of these podcasts with you because you have so much experience and wisdom on what it means to be a kingdom entrepreneur that uh, I would love to have you back on again. We would love to have you at one of our events. And we've just been so blessed. So thank you for taking the time to to uh, to, to speak with us today. And But I want to make sure that everyone who's listening has an opportunity to connect with you, learn more about um, you know what it is you're doing. So uh, you know, should they follow you on Twitter? This is an opportunity. Just tell us, tell the, tell anyone who's listening, what, what's the best way to follow the work you're doing and, and, you know, keep an eye on, um, you know, your ministry and everything else. Hey, Amen. Well, I appreciate the work that you're doing at Startup Revival and just how passionate you are, how you're doing it, your faithfulness to your calling uh, and, and, and really helping kingdom entrepreneurship around the world. So uh, thank you so much uh, for that. Uh, people can connect with me at CourageousEntrepreneurship.com. Uh, we have a list of our events at CourageousCEO.com. Uh, so there's a different ways to connect with us there. Uh, we have links to our social media there. Facebook and Instagram are the two biggest uh, platforms uh, that I'm on. And uh, so in LinkedIn, of course. Uh, so feel free to connect with me on any of those. Be glad to support, help any way I can. I serve on several corporate boards right now. Uh, and other than that, I serve at the behest of several uh, you know, world governments uh, when called upon. So uh, anything we can do to serve each other uh, in the kingdom, uh, and especially as it relates to, to entrepreneurship, uh, then I'm all for it. So reach out. Let me know how we can, uh, how we can help. CourageousEntrepreneurship.com. Thanks again, Matt. Awesome. Thanks, Roland. You have a blessed week. Everyone, thank you so much. Just let's um, take it all and, and spend time with the Lord. God bless. Well, that was one of our most powerful episodes yet, thanks to the one and only Dr. Roland Roberts. But before you go, let's make sure we stay connected. Visit www.startuprevival.com and sign up for our daily newsletter. You'll see a form right there on the homepage. The daily newsletter will give you daily inspiration, Bible verses, and access to discounts, offers, and money-making tips every single day. Also, be sure to join us in the Startup Revival Facebook group. Go to facebook.com slash groups 
slash Startup Revival and join the active and growing community of kingdom-minded entrepreneurs. But until next time, be blessed and have a great day.